Good morning. Good morning, and welcome on this first Sunday of Advent, officially the new year for the church calendar. At this time, I invite you to please stand and join in singing hymn 73, found in the blue hymnals in the book rack.
our service continues on the front page of our seasonal booklet found along the main aisle of our pews or on page 355 of the Red Prayer Book. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son Jesus Christ came to visit us with great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established at the highest of the mount mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall, shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, come, let us go to the house let, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that he, we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord shall, from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than, we became, than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision to the, for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel or sequence hymn this morning is hymn 454. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth verse after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 454, found in the blue hymnals. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the, nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Most of us here present have had the experience of taking long car rides with small children. If you're anything like Maureen and me, we always try to arrange our long drives around times when the girls would naturally be sleeping. One year to go to the Cape from our home in West Haven, an hour to two hour drive, we left promptly at five in the morning. So we knew they would sleep the whole way through. But unfortunately, you can't always time these long drives with nap times. And so we fill the car nowadays with digital devices that'll play movies and toys and other things to keep them occupied. But as we all know, naps only last so long. Attention spans only last a few minutes. And within the first two hours, if you're lucky, all the toys, all the gadgets, have fallen into the well below their feet. And the cry of the ages goes out. How long until we get there? Now, as Maureen will tell you, growing up in her family with her four siblings, her mother had the ready answer. Whether they were 10 minutes away or five hours away, the answer was always, Maureen, another hour and a half. Another hour and a half. <laughs> I think my mother-in-law was on to something spiritual. Because if we look at the gospel passage and what we heard from Paul today, when it came to the question, when is the kingdom of going to arrive? Basically, what they said was another hour and a half. Jesus just puts off the answer completely. And Paul keeps saying, well, the kingdom is near, so get ready. It has been two millennia since Jesus was asked that question, when will the kingdom come? And while he gave us no answer, for he says, only the Father knows, he tells us to keep watch, to be like the Boy Scouts and be prepared, for it will come like a thief in the night. And what we have from the Gospel of Matthew this morning are basically two little vignettes of him giving this same answer and telling us to be prepared that are part of about three or four other vignettes. So we have the story about the homeowner and securing his home for the thief who would come at night. If only he had known when, he would have had the place locked down. We hear the story about the workers in the field, how two will be in the field, one will be taken away. But just below those stories is a story of the ten bridesmaids who arrive waiting for the bridegroom. But only half were prepared. And the other half had to go back to get more oil for their lamps, only to miss the bridegroom completely. And then there is the story he tells of the servant who was supervising the workers of the landowner's fields, who was offered a great amount of his own authority and independence in watching over his workers, with the landowner only coming on occasion to check in on things. But the servant didn't know when, and so had to obviously work as if the landowner would be there any second and treat and labor with his people as if he were being watched directly. We are told, keep watch. 
the kingdom is coming. Paul tells us the kingdom is near. And to put on the clothing of righteousness. And in essence, if you boil down his statement today, what he's really saying is live as if the kingdom has already arrived. Let go of the ways of the world. Focus on the ways of God. Now, living as if the kingdom had already arrived sounds awfully close to an idiom in this culture about live as if this is your last day. I think they speak to two totally different realities. Living as if this were your last day is to live one's life to its fullest. To focus in on doing and not putting off all those things in your bucket list. It seems to talk more about what I want to accomplish and about what I want as opposed to what the world may need from me. When we talk about living as if the kingdom were here, calls us to think outside the box of culture, to think and act and live as Christ has called us to live and into the way Christ has described what the kingdom will be like. To live in a world where we don't see scarcity around us, but a world in which we have faith in a God who has provided abundantly for each and every one of us. And there is enough for all people. To live in a world in which everybody experiences respect and dignity as our baptismal vows call us to provide for all people. To live in a world where compassion, mercy, and justice is available to everyone and not just a select few. To live in a world that's not about transaction, but relationships that are based on mutual care and respect. To live as if we are in a world where we are so aware of being unconditionally loved by our Creator that we can do nothing else but love each other unconditionally as fellow brothers and sisters of Christ and beloved children of God. Paul tells us we don't have to wait for that kingdom which is near for those things to happen, but to put on the clothing of righteousness. And by living into those realities, we proclaim those realities and with Christ are able to transform this world. So when will the kingdom arrive? According to Jesus, no one knows but the Father. According to Paul, it is near. According to my mother-in-law, it's another hour and a half. Amen.
I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Creed. For those who are following the service in the prayer book, it's found on page 358. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God, for all people in their daily life and work, for our, our families, friends, and neighbors, and, and for, for those who are alone, for this community, the nation, and the world, for all who work for justice, freedom, and peace, for the just and proper use of your creation, for the victims, for the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression, for all who are in danger, sorrow, or in any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church for the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Richard and Lynn Morgan, Ray, Lisa, Julie, and Thomas Munkelwitz, and Diane Nobles. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Andrews, Little Compton, and St. Andrew's School, Barrington. Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We give thanks today for those who were gathered with family and friends as we gave thanks for this nation. We will exalt you, O God, our King, and, and praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, especially Nancy Dowd, that they may have a great place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them, who put their, their trust, trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins.
Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. you. Let us greet one another with the sign of Christ's love for us. Peace, guys. Go down for communion. Wave your hand. What? Wave the hand when I come down for communion. I invite everyone to please be seated. And again, a warm welcome to everyone on this first Sunday of Advent. Hopefully, everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, gratitude goes to Ron Cowie for hosting our first, perhaps annual, Stray Dog Thanksgiving. The reviews are in. I heard that it was four stars for cooking, and everyone had a good time. So um, thank you, Ron, for making that happen. There is a lot going on this week because it's also Bizarre Week here at St. Peter's. Saturday is the bizarre. It's hard to believe it's already here. There are a lot, there's lots to do, and lots of hands are needed to make it happen. There is a sign-up sheet in the back of the church on our new announcement sign-up board with all sorts of areas where help is needed. Please take a moment and sign up to help out. This year we are taking credit card, which is even better. But a couple things that anyone can help with. One, on Wednesday, and I have 9 o'clock in my head. Someone said it might be 9.30, so double-check, is the Basket Brigade. On Wednesday morning, we will form a line going down the stairs to the basement where 205 beautifully decorated baskets filled with all sorts of things are sitting, waiting to be put out on display here in the church. We can use anyone and everyone who can help pass baskets up the line and then eventually get them here in the church. So that's Wednesday morning. Also, we need a great supply of baked goods. Now, I know St. Peter's is always known for its baked table, and we ask people who would be willing to bake cookies or brownies or cakes or pies or whatever to please do so and bring them in either Friday afternoon or bright and early Saturday morning before the bazaar begins. If you are making cookies or brownies that are kind of individual opportunities, please bag them accordingly. This will allow us to hand things out in a semi-safe-serve kind of way. So that is that part of the announcement. Um, the bazaar goes from 9 to 2 o'clock on Saturday. A big area if you can't make it in the morning. Help is always welcome at the end for cleanup. So um, if you can help with that, just sign up for cleanup. It's greatly appreciated. Also in the back of the church are sign-ups for Sunday morning ministries, that is lay Eucharistic ministers, that is ushers, acolytes, uh, coffee hour hosts, all of those servers that we need every Sunday morning. December is just about bare. So if you're a reader or would like to read, if you um, can host coffee hour or whatever, please take a moment and sign up. The first three weeks are on the top, and then Christmas Eve, we have four services to cover. So if you are available to help out at any of the Christmas Eve services, four o'clock is our children's service, six and 10 o'clock are our large choral festal Eucharist, and then 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, Christmas Day, is our Christmas Day service. Help is needed at all of them. Please take a moment and see how you can help out this year. 
Also in the back are signups for Christmas memorial flowers. We adorn this place top to bottom because of Beverly and her sisters and a few others. Uh, people are welcome to offer flower donations or donations for the special music on Christmas Eve. That There are signups or, um, for lack of a better word, um, flyers in the back of the church that you can take, fill out, and send into the office. It's also available on the e-net. And there are pledge cards in the back of the church. If you've somehow lost your pledge card that came out two weeks ago but forgot to send it in, there are pledge cards also available in the back of the church. Why wait? Take a moment now, fill it out, and put it in the offering plate this morning. Greatly appreciated. It'll ease Bob Mankey's mind after he sees the list go down of who he has to call just before Christmas. So please take a moment and fill out your pledge cards and get them in. Bible studies by Zoom are at noon on Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. this week. The Wednesday study is moving into the Exodus story itself. The um, Thursday evening is at chapter 17 and a half of the Gospel of Luke. And then on the back of your readings sheet are a couple of other announcements. I almost forgot the giving tree is up. We are looking for donations of hats, mittens, scarves, and socks for our community market guests here at St. Peter's. Most of our guests are older people, often forgot at Christmas time. And the gift of fresh, clean socks, scarves, and hats for the winter, greatly appreciated. Hopefully in the next three weeks, we will fill this tree top to bottom and every inch underneath um, and give them out on the Friday before Christmas. And then Maureen and I would like to invite everybody to our home on Sunday the 11th from 3 to 6 p.m. for a holiday open house. The um, address is in, our, is in the announcements this morning and on the e-net. Um, if you need directions because you don't have Google or um, GPS, feel free to call the office and we'll be glad to provide you with directions. So those are all of my announcements. Did I forget anything? Now the announcements are longer than the sermon. <laughs> On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
the Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil, and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, by whose providence our Savior Christ came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing and set you free from all sin. Amen. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. Amen. May you, who rejoice in this first advent of our Redeemer, at his second advent, be rewarded with unending life. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is hymn 57, Found in the Blue Hills. <laughs> 